Welcome to Co-op Mode, round 73. This is the official video game podcast of Secret Friends Unite. I am Todd Oxtra, your host, joined by my favorite co-host in all the land, Mark the Canardian Carabin, chilling like a villain on the Canadian coast. How are you doing, bud? Uh, I think for October, I have to legally change my last name to Scarabin. Uh, but otherwise, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. I guess it would be odd Oxtra. I don't know. <laughs> Odd is I that, like that scary like enough? That. Yeah, yes. yeah. No, I'm I'm good, man. How are you? Uh pretty good. Uh, you know, it's been a it, we're in right in the middle of Shocktober, as we call it on Secret Friends Unite. Yeah. Uh, if you're watching on the video right now, you're seeing my new shirt that was based on a Facebook ad that I thought would never arrive from China. Came right in time, right in the middle of the month. So uh, just all by all means, check a Facebook video it's, for just this shirt. Spectacular. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so spooky. Um, but yeah, uh, but we are joined by another person who I'm just going to make up his name. It's going to be Joey Scaris Ferris. Oh, I like it. <laughs> I was thinking that. So there you go. That was perfect. Thank you. I was hoping, please say Scaris, please say Scaris. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's actually a villain. There's a boss in Metroid Fusion named Saris, who's literally my last name, but with an S instead of an F. So for a day, I changed it to Joey Saris, but I'm like, this is going to be confusing to people who watched my Metroid Fusion review. So I'm just going to change it back real quick. <laughs> that is perfect. I'm glad we're on the same wavelength. Spooky yes. time. Joey, tell, you know, people who may not know you, uh, tell everybody mm -hmm. a little bit about you, your background and, you know, where you're, what you're doing these days. Uh, well, uh, for one, thanks for having me on this show. I'm finally glad to be here. I've known Mark for a long time. I've yeah. known you for a little bit, Todd, but um, but not as much as Mark. Mark and I uh, like chat way on back. Facebook every now and then. Yeah. yeah, way back. So I'm glad to be here. I'm currently I'm working at Game Explain as a news and features editor is the official title for the job. But I do a mix of things here and there. I do some guides as well. I did a big guide, 100% guide for Metroid Dread. So I've pretty much wow. been the Metroid guy at Game Explain since before even Metroid Dread was out. But then when Dread was out, that just was the perfect opportunity to throw in like retro reviews of um, Super Metroid Fusion I never did Metroid Zero Mission, but um, actually, I wasn't even originally going to do Super Metroid until my boss, Andre, said, hey, I saw you beat Super Metroid. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And I'm like, fine, I'll do it. <laughs> so, yeah, so that I, was just cool. I think that explanation kind of undersells you because you, you said that you are the Metroid guy at Game Explain. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you needed the at Game Explain. Because to <laughs> me, if I hear yeah. something Metroid, I'm like, oh, Joey's going to love this. So you're just <laughs> the Metroid guy. Like you love this series and you love this franchise. And when the new game came out and I saw a, your review, your timeline explanation for the Metroid series, which was phenomenal, by the way. If you're watching this on YouTube, pause this video, go watch that one, then come back because it's <laughs> that good. But uh, you're, to me, just the Metroid guy. So I'm so happy to have you on in general, but also just for this episode where we're going to be talking mm. about Dread, like you are, uh, you're Mr. Metroid to me. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not wearing a Metroid shirt today, regrettably, but it's um, a great shirt. Though. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love DC, but, but man, actually I did buy a Metroid shirt recently. 
I forget on what website, but then like it got messed up in the wash. So like all the stuff's peeling off. So I'm like, well, thanks. So now I got a, well, they're selling official Metroid Dread shirts in my really weird t-shirt size now. So there you go. I'm a 3XL because I'm really tall. So that's why. But yeah, thanks for that. Uh, I appreciate being known as Mr. Metroid. I really feel like after seeing some people though um post their metroid collections i'm like i gotta step up because i know people (laughs) i know of people rather they'll post photos of like they're they got like seven cardboard cutouts of samus and like maybe even silux for some reason and i'm like you see i can't claim i'm the hugest metroid fan but i'll take it It's knowledge. To, knowledge to, is the, is the, what it matters when we are talking about. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. it's guess, all about knowledge. Passion. It's it's the passion mm-hmm. for it's me. The passion. Uh, I feel. Yeah. 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 I still haven't even taken down my special edition because I I set that up for a discussion or when I got it. Uh, yeah, my special my dread special edition came in late, right? But I already had the game review code anyway, so right. I wasn't too upset. But I managed to get the amiibos, so yeah. Nice. In case you didn't know, I, I love Metroid a lot. <laughs> I, I will ask, did you guys get the posters for Metroid Dread from Nintendo Rewards? <sighs> nope. No. I did. So Ooh, nice. look for it there. I also yeah. picked up that the uh, Metroid fan here there. now. Yeah. You've heard it here first. Well, there we go. <laughs> I also have, let me, let me pull it out right now. Oh, God, that sounds sexual, but. Uh, oh, Nintendo wow. Force. Nintendo Force. Uh, I got just the latest. Yeah. You got the Nintendo Force issue, Mark? Did you get it? Oh, yeah. no, no, that's great. Okay, Nintendo Force is a great magazine. All right, yeah, that's great. Oh, I well. regrettably have not taken the time to really read an issue, but they they make great collectors' items. Oh, they're fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is going to be a very fun episode. Um, I am not a good Metroid player. I've never beat one before. I know, I know, horrible guy, but I like playing. Them. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just not a great finisher um, when it comes to Metroid, but I really love the series. Probably one of my favorite series from Nintendo, just the way they are. So we're gonna talk more about that. But you know, Joey, we want to get to know you a little bit better through a fun game we play by mm-hmm. Rent Return, it's spooky version this time. So just like when you were a kid and you went to Blockbuster, you know, you looked around what games you wanted. Uh, one game you'd like so much, they end up buying. One game you're like, oh, I finished it, I'm returning it. Or, or you, you you bring it back, you've rented it. One game you returned because it was horrible. It was, it was like the game your grandma would rent for you. You know, like uh, <laughs> Lee Trevino's Fighting Golf. Nobody wants that game. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, we're doing video game spooky enemies. Okay? You have to buy, rent, return these spooky enemies. We're going to do Vampires like Castlevania, Dracula, uh, zombies, and aliens. Ooh. Okay. All right. So for me, um, I would buy the aliens. I would... This is a tricky one. I'd rent the vampires and return the zombies. And this is like gun to my head thing. I like all three for different reasons, right? But for for this case, I'm just like... For one, I love the aliens because, you know, Metroid, but I also just love sci-fi games in general, especially when they're, you know, good. But then there's the vampires who there's a lot of vampire games, sure, but um, zombies, they're everywhere. There's too much of them. I'm kind of just like, you know, I will take a good zombie game like I'm excited for Dying Light and whatnot. But if gun to my head, I had to return one of them. And of course, just it would just have to be the zombies. 
and Mark, it's not aliens this this series, but any alien. So it can be yes. a star. It could be it could be a Yoda. Could be a villain if you want him to be one. Okay, so I need I need to ask a, a clarifying question with this one. Is this specifically aliens in spooky games, or like games that are supposed to scare me? Because that you know, because if if this is just aliens in general, then we're counting like funny alien games or like star Wars games or other things like that. So can I, cause like aliens, yeah, I think would be top choice if it's just games in general, but then if it's like spooky games, I think maybe zombies or vampires would top that. So Todd, can I get a little clarification before I make my picks? Um, for this discussion, I would say scary games just because we're in that genre this month, Mark might change next month in November when it's less scary. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with zombies for my buy because zombie games I think have caused me more stress and jump scare anxiety than the <laughs> other the other play- like I love Castlevania games I've been playing through the Advance Collection uh, like I said a couple of weeks ago and I I, I like that but it it's not gonna get my heart rate up. Uh, same thing with like aliens and stuff. And we'll find out a little bit more about that later. So I'm going to uh, buy zombie for like the resident evil jump scare kind of stuff. And like house of the dead, where I just give me a light gun and send me on my way. Uh, so like buy zombies, rent vampires and return aliens, but only for this specific horror genre. I'm going to put a big asterisks on that for Mark. Yeah. yeah. Big, <laughs> big, big asterisk. Cause it, yeah, very different order if it's like games in general. Cause I think alien then boom, shoots right up like, uh, like Joey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't change my list. Uh, knowing that now I, I still think it's, <laughs> that's still the same for me. I like it when aliens are, we don't see a lot of sci-fi horror games. I would say mm-hmm. as in, at least nearly as much as like zombies. So yeah, that's, I'd still rank it up there. All right. I like it. Todd, do you have a, a preference for this one? Sure. Yeah, I'm going to go um, vampires. I love killing vampires. One of my favorite things in the world to do. So I do my weekends. So vampires, they're creepy. They suck your blood. Uh, crosses work. You get so many cool arsenal things to kill them with. Um, the rest are just kind of more generic to kill. I mean, aliens, I don't know, bullet works most of the time, right? Or, you know, a, a, a sharp object, maybe. Not so I'm going to go with... Isolation, that's for sure. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. Their blood could actually take... Yeah, blood's enough there. Uh, I'm going to then uh, rent zombies because they're in so many of the games that I love to kill, too. Just so much fun. Uh, basically, they're cannon fodder to a certain extent. They're just everywhere. Um, but they're just... They make a lot of genres more fun because, you know, essentially, you don't even think about that. They're undead. So just kill them. Uh, aliens? Yeah, less... I, I think I'm just going to return them um, because uh, there hasn't been as many scary aliens to me in games. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed your point. There's not as many scary sci-fi. There's a couple. And we're going to talk about that as well. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'd say aliens are less scary, even though they're pretty scary. But yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right. Perfect. So does that vampire love, are, are we uh, going to be seeing some uh, Todd blood rain uh, cosplay for Halloween? Or are we can't wait. Uh, that's next year. Is that, uh, you know, Mark, I, like, so, <laughs> I wear leather very well. <laughs> I can't wait to, I can't wait to see that. That's uh yeah. Follow us on OnlyFans, Secret Friends United. It's going to be very naughty. Yeah, it's good, yes. stuff. good stuff. Speaking of which, whatever happened to that Xbox exclusive Vampire Reign? Remember that game? No. Look it up. Aren't they, aren't they also remaking Blood Rain or something 
I heard oh, they had they remastered it. I think remastered. Yeah. No, it's already been remastered. Hmm. Yeah, it's already out. I believe. Yeah, yeah. All it was that uh, more. Mm-hmm. It, I think I'm trying to remember which one it was because I think there was one that came out a few years ago by uh, uh, Forward. Uh, what's the game called? Wait, the company wait called Wait, wait Forward. It. I think they did. They did a uh, Blood Rain like remake kind of, but it was less. It was more cartoonish than realistic. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I can't wait. I'll play them all. Yeah, all I know about Blood Rain is that awful movie. But yeah, I never saw the movie. But like, I you don't have to. Games. Okay. <laughs> it's Uwe Boll, Mark. It's Uwe uh, Boll. Yeah, yeah. Uwe oh, Boll. Yeah, never. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm not going to bother looking that up. Okay, let's. let's keep, <laughs> I was like going to start googling Blood Rain. And, no, don't do it. Avoid. It's, it's not. Gonna so, that's right a, that's a rabbit for YouTube later, Mark. Yep. Rabbit hole. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Go there. Uh, perfect. Well, let's get into what we've been playing, gentlemen. Uh, Joey, you're the guest, so what have you been playing? Well, on the off, um, on my off times, I have been playing. Um, uh, are we on the spooky games yet, or should we no, save that no, for later? Let's okay, save, we're let's save those. Save that for later. Okay, cool. Um, hmm, something I haven't been so so for non spooky games, but it is kind of Halloween themed. I've been playing the Arkham games, like Ooh, the Batman Arkham nice. games around this. T- I don't know what it is around this time of year. Not even just like in October, but like when it starts cooling down a bit, like in September, that sort of range. Mm-hmm. Um, when I know like the holidays are coming, I get into a Batman centric mood. Like I'm wearing the shirt right now, of course. So I just feel like the Arkham games are some of the greatest batman media ever created by human hands so yeah i started asylum uh and then i moved on to night now i'm not night city and then i'm currently on origins and man arkham origins gets such a bad rap that is such an underrated yeah and especially after arkham knight came out i'm just i just liked origins more because night was just like it was still a great game but it was mostly uh, a tank simulator. Yeah. <laughs> right it yeah. became a slog instead of like, it, it should be fun to drive a bat vehicle at all times. And it became such a slog to be like, oh, not another one of these stupid tank missions where I have to do waves of enemies coming at me and just like strafe in a tank for some stupid reason. Like mm-hmm. just move along. Seriously. And then Deathstroke came in and like, oh, we're going to fight Deathstroke. And he's in a tank. Yeah. Great, guys. Well, of course he that. is. That's He's best known for his tank. Oh, yes. <laughs> totally. Remember the d- iconic Deathstroke tank? <laughs> <laughs> My like goodness. Spider cycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Spider-Man needs yeah. a slower mode of transportation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But yeah, so, I've been playing that. So speaking of that, Joey, DC fandom was this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um Really cool event. This is their year two. Uh, Kind of like everything DC does, movies, TV, whatever. Uh, We got some trailers of a couple of those games. And Mm -hmm. it was surprising because the Justice League or the Suicide Squad versus the Justice League is 2022. But the Arkham Knights or no Gotham Knights game does not have they didn't show a release date, which is very weird. They also showed 2022. So I'm thinking, are they really about to come out with two very similar theoretically DC games in the same year. One of them is getting pushed back and it's going to be Suicide Squad. That's what I know. <laughs> I thought so. That's why I was surprised to see not see a 2023 on that one, which is weird. But yeah, that mm-hmm. that Arkham Knights they showed uh, or sorry, Gotham Knights. Man, I'm going to keep going back. They it's showed so the trailer easy. for that. Yeah. That trailer looks fantastic with the yes. Court of Owls. Oh, I man, meant to so actually good. wear my Court of Owls mask 
uh, when we should have marked. I should have. <laughs> uh, I spotted it earlier and I was like, I need to get that out of the cabinet and have it on for when we start recording. And I completely forgot because Finn would not go to sleep uh, until late. So I kind of like rushed down to set everything up. So um, those games are so good though. Holy crap. They're so fantastic. Like, and uh, I know we talk crap about Night, but even Night's good. Like, they're all great games, except maybe Arkham Origins Blackgate. I haven't played it, but I heard bad things. So, yeah, I'm just really loving those Batman games. And the combat's just, first of all, just the story is great. Voice acting is great. The combat is the reason I come back to those games all the time. It's just so good. Like, I can't think of a better combat system than that. Absolutely. Very cool. Anything else, Joey? Not really. Um, well, t- I've been playing. I've been jumping back and forth between two horror games, so I'll talk about that in a bit. But of course, Metroid Dread. Like, I've been. I've been. Uh, I started a fourth playthrough. Wow. But I'm not gonna. Co- I'm not gonna come back to that for a minute. I basically started a fourth playthrough because I needed to make a video about the sequence break. So that's pretty much the only reason why I started a new playthrough. So I'm giving the game a rest for a bit. Like wow. you can't you can't keep blowing your load like every time a new Metroid game comes out that fast. So <laughs> right, right. You gotta give it give it a little bit. Of, you don't want to get sick of it. You know, you exactly. can't have pizza for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and not be able to. You know, mm-hmm. someone says pizza and you're like, ugh. But you don't want to get to that point with pizza. You want to be like yeah. always like, yeah, pizza, yeah. Right. I get <laughs> exactly. you. I get you. Um, I guess that kind of leads into what Todd and I have been playing because aside from going back to Smash Brothers for a little bit before the last DLC character comes out, I just wanted to revisit it because I really haven't for, I think when I logged in, it gave me the, you've unlocked two other DLC characters. So I was like, Ooh, I haven't touched this in a bit. Um, But aside from that, I've been basically playing Dread. Todd, have you been playing anything other than Metroid? You know, uh, that we'll save for later. Yes, I have. I, I, I forgot to put it in here. So did I already talk about Solitarica? No. Okay. So Solitarica is a ton of fun. I got it from the Epic, uh, the Epic Game Store. They give away their free games. So I had this game for a while, and I'm like, you know, I, I want to dabble because I like Solitaire a lot. I know everybody's grandma likes Solitaire. It's, you know, it's the first thing you know when you have your your Windows computer, you boot it up and you play Solitaire when you're bored. So I played this game, and the best way to describe this game is is a Slay the Spire type. Slay the Spire-like, I guess is a good way to put it. So it's a card game, but it's Solitaire. So everybody knows how to play Solitaire. It's a roguelike with RPG elements. And it is very much fun, but it's a roguelike. You have to go all the way through or you start from the very beginning. But mm. you do get power-ups, you do get, uh, you, you do um, level up and do different things like that. But it's a very fun game. I, I found out it was really engaging. It's also on, it's a mobile game too. So you could get it on the App Store for 4 bucks if you want. Um, they say in, in, in-game purchases, I'm not sure what that is. Normally if you pay 4 bucks and it's a game like that, that would not, there would not be any like, additional elements you have to pay for but i thought it was great in the in the the people you're you're basically fighting a different boss every hand and the bosses are hilarious and they have stupid names like ugly boss uh rabbit or something (laughs) like that it's just silly but they just have fun and then they have mother of ugly boss rabbit which is like (laughs) she's mad now because you beat her son so it's just it's just a goofy game and i really enjoyed it but um it's it's something that's just like more of a time killer than anything else but um if you're good at solitaire which I don't know what it means to be good at solitaire. I mean, it's really a game of chance and, you know, making the right decision at a certain point, but it's very fun. So check out Solitarica. 
it's it's out there. I've never played solitaire before, so I wouldn't even know how to like play right off the bat. I don't even know how you throw in card RPG roguelite elements into solitaire. That sounds bananas. <laughs> oh, you know when you're done with the podcast open up windows so i think they still include solitaire in it uh in the game pack or along i think maybe they call it spider solitaire try it out nothing okay. to lose there's there's, there's a lose. couple of free solitaire games if you have apple arcade or anything like that there's there, you oh, can actually, always get solitaire somewhere um, i did get i did get an apple arcade gift card because they wanted me to try out this lego star wars game that's on oh, apple yes. arcade. i downloaded I have that yet, have not started i have it yet. yet yeah i have yet to play it too <laughs> don't tell them <laughs> I uh, I really need to. It's it's like sitting on my iPad, just just waiting for me to jump in, and I, I haven't had time because I've been playing Metroid Dread. So uh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. So let, I guess let's let's just jump into that. If mm-hmm. if you've not been playing anything else, Todd, is it Solitarica? Uh, well, unless you call upgrading to Windows 11, that's my other game I've been playing, which was seamless. I, I'm very happy. It was very quick. It was just like a Windows update rather than a completely refresh, but it does. It, it's different. Right. Yeah, my PC is not compatible with Windows 11, which is weird because I feel like oh, it would that be. That's weird. That's very strange. I'll have to look into very that later. Very but yeah, so so Metroid Dread, I think, Mark, both of us play it. Joey, you're, you're a master at this. Um, <laughs> I know a, a lot of our, our, our members of our community are really into this game, too. So they probably want to hear a little bit from uh, everybody, like a beginner, like myself, who's not the greatest player in the world, somebody who's you know, maybe new to the franchise, and then somebody who's an expert. So my son is an expert because he beat the game in 10 hours. Now he's letting me play it, nice. uh, which is fun. Uh, so yeah, and did anybody get a Switch OLED? No, I didn't. Okay, I so we all played it on. Kind of don't. <laughs> got it. So everybody played it on their busted old Switches, which are horrible. Throw them in the trash. You know. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Day so. One. Uh, so th- so this is the fifth official Metroid game. Um, the Prime Four is still coming still TBD. Um, and we potentially, I've heard rumors about us getting a prime remaster or the trilogy or something. So, and we did have uh, Samus returns on the 3ds three to four years ago, I believe. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So people may not be in the zeitgeist with Metroid because he's been largely unable to play on the switch. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I, unless you'd count super Metroid or Metroid on the online services, which we'll talk about later. So, um, I will say that um, I'm probably a novice. I never beat Metroid, never beat Super Metroid, never beat <laughs> Prime, even though I think I got to the last boss finally and I just could not beat it. <laughs> and then, yeah, I, I, I played the the GBA games. Uh, I played Hunters, didn't play Pinball. pinball was uh, so I played good, Other M. I have not played Pinball well, either. Oh, I shit, regret maybe I'm Mr. Metroid. Yeah, I think you, you are, Mark. I'll be a Pinball upstairs. <laughs> That's uh, all right. <laughs> And the last game people probably played of Metroid was Other M, which is kind of you know notorious. So yeah, yeah so we're kind of in a weird space with Metroid, but I'm I'm I'm, I'm getting the feel that this is the beginning of a I don't know Metroidnessence. Sense. It's a it's a Metroid Dreadessence. That's what everyone. Oh, there you go. Like that's e- like that's easier to say. That's easier to say. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So I I will say I've only played I've only beat the first boss. Um, and I am struggling with the game quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love Metroidvanias. 
uh, Will, uh, Ori, those type of games, uh, Shovel Knight. This game for me has been difficult because I feel it's very twitchy. Like you move, to, you, you move a little too fast at times. And then when you're aiming, I, I want to stop myself and aim down, but I'm like, oh, I have to pull the aim trigger to do so because if I keep moving forward, I'm just going to run into the guy and take damage. So I've struggled a bit with that, but I think I'm going to change up my controls. I have these uh, these fake Joy-Cons, which I call Pro-Cons, which you can remap the buttons on the back, can make some trigger buttons. So I think I'm going to make those the aim and then the missile button. So I can kind of just do those on the fly rather than use the trigger up top. So I don't know. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like the I will say I didn't like the implementation of that. I really wish it was like you said it, um, where aiming's with the left trigger instead of the left shoulder button and the missiles were also the right trigger. Um yeah, I thought that was weird. But for me it was easy to get used to, but I'm also I've also not only been playing 2D Metroids for like a, a great amount of time these past few months to prepare for dread, but I've also watched the treehouse footage extensively because that is my job because i have to analyze every little nook and cranny about this game and i'm so glad i don't have to do that anymore but (laughs) anyway yeah that's i I totally feel you on the controls it's especially if you're not too familiar with metroid or at least as familiar with metroid as mark and i are um because yeah it's it's a very sort of new metroidvania experience to those who are who would otherwise be used to metroidvanias but the controls, like you said, are very different. The way Samus moves is like, it's, I still think those controls in Dread are just fantastic. And like, especially compared to going back and playing Super Metroid, which was very floaty. And that's probably part of the reason why you think it's a little too, a little too fast uh, is because like Super Metroid's controls were just freaking slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fusion and Zero Mission were a little fast, same with Samus Returns. But yeah, I think that's. I think it, I'm not too surprised you're having a little bit of trouble because I even saw some of my friends stream the game and they're big Metroid fans. It is pretty. Um, it is. I don't want to say it's super difficult, but it is a process to sort of get to where you need to go to get like an aha moment. I finally have everything figured out. It takes yeah. a minute to get used to. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I'm about an hour into it, so I, I would say, yeah, it's it's going to be muscle memory. It's going to be all those things because mm-hmm. they do throw a lot of buttons and. and pushes like the one the one feature they show up uh is what is it the uh the one armor cannon you have to get the the emmy against so you have to pull yes. one button you have to charge it you have to do something i'm like this is really complex controls uh compared to a lot of uh metroidvanias where mm-hmm. um like i said i played ori love that game beat it to pieces and that game is fluid i i've loved shovel knight this one does add a lot more complexity into the controls when you think about switch too for, for somebody's first metroid they're gonna be like whoa this is a little bit more so than I expected, but I expect yeah. to get better. And apparently you can remap the controls in the switch. Now yep. I didn't realize this, uh, that Me that's either. something in the main <laughs> menu. So yeah. So I guess if you don't like where it is and that's, I think where I have to get comfortable with where the buttons are. But, uh, I think, I mean, I really like it. It's, it's a really beautiful game. Um, but I would say blowing it up on the, on a big TV, it's flaws are clear. <laughs> it does mm-hmm. not look as good as on a small screen because it's blown up. It's, colors aren't as vibrant uh it's 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 but it's i think that's because it's on a switch it's very old hardware and um i think if it was on a series x that game would blow your socks off 4k uhd uh uh, more textures things like that um i think the game is the game 1080p on the screen 720 on screen Mm, it it might be i didn't watch digital foundry's video on this and they're like my go-to for that i want to say it's 900p 
Mm-hmm. But I think for that art style, it kind of works for it. And it, it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is the first time Metroid's been HD too, which I think a lot of people don't even realize. So it's like that's a really cool thing. So, that but is overall, nuts. <laughs> I, I know, I know. It's been. They said that what was this the first two D Metroid game since two thousand two? Yeah, first new two D Metroid. Yeah, like it's even then the two D Metroids we got between now and then. There's only two of them, so this is like still a really new experience. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm really enjoying the experience. I'm early on. My son loved it to pieces. I think he said he would have loved it to be longer. Um, and he said, Dad, I only put 10 hours in, but I don't think they count when you die. Like, if you you had a failed oh. run, they don't count your run. They don't count your time. It's only when you've continued forward. So I'm like, yeah. okay. <laughs> Mine's going to be 10 hours too then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did a video on that because I wanted to test it out. Um, it's very weird because I think they actually count cutscenes in the time too, which doesn't make any sense to me. Mm. Like I timed it, um, compare one run with cutscenes, one run without. The one with oh. cutscenes, even though it was like the same distance, came out to be like five minutes longer. And I'm like, what? You really count the cutscenes in there? Which mm. I guess they, they're saying like, a speedrunner is going to skip the cutscenes anyway. And I'm like, I get that, but did you have to make them count anyway? It's whatever. But mm. yeah, the thing about Metroid games is you got to play them over and over again to really appreciate them or go for 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Because it does give you the uh, completion time and completion percentage as well. So you have to collect all the, the power-ups and the gear and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you can't just finish it once and be done with it and you're you know i mean you could technically be happy with like a whatever 70 percent completion rate or something like that but if you like joey said you you kind of they're they're built to be revisited and you, you want to improve your time and that, that goes back to the first metroid game of like depending on how fast you finished it you found out that like samus was a female or you just finished the game it's like blowing your mind so you, you <laughs> always wanted to speed up and get better endings and that kind of stuff so um Joey, as someone who's finished it multiple times, is there anything like that that we can expect? I'm so close to the end of this game, but I don't know how fast my my run is going to be by the time I actually finish it. Um, so is there anything that you've noticed that like different endings for different speeds or anything enticing people to go back that way other than personal pride? Okay, this... Kind of spoilery, kind of not. I don't spoil anything about the story. I'm just saying, like, here's what shows up at right. the end screen, right? I bo- I beat the game multiple times expecting, like, maybe Samus will take her helmet off or, um, or be in her zero suit form, right. which is what usually happens when you, like, at 100%, when you beat hard mode, stuff like that. I also tried out hard mode. It's really good. Um, she doesn't change at all. The end animation doesn't change at all, which is kind of weird to me. Mm-hmm. I was like, really? You don't? There's no nothing extra here, really? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, what you really get is you get these collectible art pieces, and um, like, like it'll show you. Um, I forget what the criteria is, but like, they'll have art pieces for like, oh, here's Zero Mission, here's hmm. uh, Fusion, here's Super Metroid, to kind of just say this was the journey Samus has been on since since the first game. So, kind of like an homage to Metroid. There, they even put another M, which is kind of why people are talking about other M right now on Twitter because the game acknowledges other M's existence, not in the game itself, but on right. like the menus and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but what's really cool is the sequence breaking. And it's just like even if you look up how to sequence break, it's still really rewarding to do that because there's there's a moment uh in Craid's boss battle, right? When um uh, if you get the morph ball bombs early, 
I won't go into detail on how to do it. It's a, it's a con- it's a process, not a hugely complicated one, but it's a process. Um, you unlock a new animation that like uh, there's a there's a wall and there's a bomb slot like right there, and you go into that bomb sl- that bomb slot. It's hidden, so you have to bomb the wall to see it, and then it it triggers a cannon that fires the morph ball into Craig's belly, and then you just keep spamming bombs in there. Oh, that's yeah. so badass. Whoa. Yep, the game literally says, hey, sequence breaking ain't illegal. Go nuts. <laughs> Whoa, that's crazy. It's it's so wild, dude. So I'm going to ask a newbie question. Okay. What is sequence breaking? Because okay. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, that's a good point. A lot of people don't know what sequence breaking that's is. So cool. Um, it's, it's, it's when you get items out of order basically oh, like okay so in metroid sure. games and most metroidvanias it's like you start out okay and here's what you the items you got to get in order like you got to get the morph ball got to get the missiles got to get this in that order and then but then you find a way to sequence break and that usually it requires doing either glitching the game sometimes or like finding out a another way uh i remember in super metroid there was a way to get I don't know if it was the grapple beam or the wave beam. I forget. There's a way to get one of those beams early by just wall jumping up a single wall because you could do that in Super Metroid. You can't do it in Dread, but um, but yeah, you would normally have to get that item by grapple beam swinging across a gap. But you could just go to the bottom of the gap and wall jump all the way up there. So that's what's essentially what sequence breaking is. Um, Metroid Prime has another one where you can use the the ship's um, anti-grav feature to propel yourself onto another platform and get the space jump boots early, I believe it is, or the gravity suit, one of those two. Um, so, yeah, it's ve- it's a favorite among speedrunners, um, and, and I don't know if Nintendo's really frowned upon it uh, because they actually did remove that sequence break in the Metroid Prime trilogy version of Metroid Prime, but here in Dread they actually like intend you to sequence break. Like you don't have to at all, but the fact that they included like a secret way to kill Kraid mm-hmm. was like, whoa, like, they are someone actually animated that like, yes, with the specific idea that that was going to happen. That's, that's wild. That is blowing my it's, mind right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that's really so cool. cool. I've got to imagine that Mercury steam who was brought on, they did uh, Samus returns. Mm-hmm. They actually did a Castlevania game. It was a, they did a few the of D- them. D- yeah, so which is pretty cool. Um, and so you got to imagine maybe these are people that are such huge fans of the genre, love that type of thing. They're like, we've got to put this in. This is our opportunity. And maybe they just were basically told, yeah, sure, why not? Have fun with it. I don't know. Um, that's kind of interesting thought about, you know, where you can have someone who grew up doing that maybe now is making the games that take that can take advantage of that. That's very cool. That's awesome. Um, it's really awesome. I'm not quite at the uh, the sequence breaking level right now. Uh, although mm-hmm. I did find something today that it was like you haven't unlocked this ability or this power up or something like that. Like I found this was like one of the secret little like power up boosters or whatever. I thought it was mm-hmm. like a missile tank or a, a health tank right. or something, but it looked a little different. So I I spent some time trying to get that, and then the message that popped up was like, "Yeah, not yet," but it still let me collect it. So I have no idea yeah. what I'm actually doing. Um, it's a power bomb. I will spoil that for you. <laughs> okay. All right. Power bomb. Cool. Yeah. Um, so they don't hide those very well. I'll tell you that. Yeah, like, no, no. I collected was, a few of those before I got the power bomb. Yeah, it was just right there, and it just took me two seconds to like. It was just like pulling down the little thing 
Uh, so yeah. I had to like bomb a couple of things and then miss a couple of things and grab on to the elevator and pull it down. I was just right there. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. that's, that's neat. Um, <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's such a great game. Like I, oh man, it's been so long since we had a new Metroid. Like, like you guys have said that, um, for me, I'm just, I'm pouring myself into this as much as time will allow. And if I didn't this week, if I didn't have to go off and play a spooky game for this episode, it would have been pretty much just Metroid dread. I did, like I said, take that little smash brothers break, but otherwise uh, that's it. But to, to Todd's point, the controls can take a little getting used to, but I find I'm like either a hundred percent on them. Like everything just clicks and works or it takes me a second to retrain my brain. If I stop to play Fortnite or smash brothers or something, I'm like, okay, what button does what combination? And I've died a couple of times being like with those L bumper L trigger, that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. But also I had like two double rum and Coke last night and beat, uh, (laughs) what's it? Experiment Z 54, uh, the, the big boss battle at one point. And it was just like, I'm like dodging stuff and doing like everything. And it was just like, perfectly just like it took me a couple of times but it was like i my reaction time probably shouldn't be this good uh so it was just like everything was just clicking for me man i don't know like it's it's just uh i'm i'm very much enjoying it uh to to todd's point though i will slightly argue that um i yes you can see the flaws on a big tv but i've been playing most of this on a 55 inch 4k tv and uh it looks fantastic. I'm not going to, you know, mm-hmm. say I wouldn't like to see this game in 4k HDR or something like that, but, um, it's, it's still been like, to me anyway, very, very impressive and, and very beautiful up on the big TV. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, it took me a while to not a while. I would say when I first looked at Metroid dread, uh, back at E3, when it was announced, I was kind of like, Oh, sweet new Metroid game. But also I wanted this to look like as good as the prime trilogy. The prime trilogy has such a great and timeless art style. It's, it's insane to think like these are, these have never been in HD officially and they're on underpowered. They're on the hardware weaker than the switch and weaker than even the new gen consoles. And it still looks fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, but, and so I was kind of looking at dread, like, Oh, it looks a little too animated, like something like that. But it grew on me when they showed off more of the game, like beyond just the first area, like when you get to uh, when you get to the forest, um, when you get to even some of the Chozo temples, I picture what a, like a 3D Metroid game would look like with that art style, especially running at a fluid 60 frames per second. I'm just like, okay, I can, I can, I can go with this. Like it actually looks really freaking good, especially when with the lighting, the lighting, mm-hmm. uh, man, like that's that that's one of my guilty pleasures is just really good lighting in video games. Like yeah. good lighting can just make up for so much. <laughs> I also, I really enjoyed the animation in this game, mm-hmm. especially Samus's animation of whether it's the, the first thing that people noticed, I think in one of the first trailers was her pressing up against walls and like actually kind of mm-hmm. putting her arm on things. But uh, just every little movement that she makes is so badass and so calculated. I love those cutscenes of like, she'll just kind of do a little smooth sidestep and like dodge a projectile shot or something, or like the badass flips and just explosion It's like every single thing she does is like, Oh yeah, she is the most badass bounty hunter in the galaxy. And like, she's showing that off right now. And uh, it's, it's oh man. So good. Just really I'm, she- I'm loving every second of it. She seems almost influenced by Bayonetta in a way. 
to be honest. The I, way yeah, Bayonetta sashay is there, yeah. very stylish, yeah. you know. Yeah, kind She's of very she gets acrobatic. It. Very yes, yes, yeah, yes, very yes. Stylish. Let's let's hear though. Um, <laughs> Just a little. Um, yeah. So, um, and yeah, I'm not saying the game doesn't look good. It's, but I would say this: this is Nintendo's most, I would say, realistic looking game in a way versus the other games which are a little bit more. They use a stylish, you know, cartoonish. So the Switch kind of shines regardless of the tech. But this one is like it's it's very hard edged, like sci fi. Which, like I like I say. I imagine if more power, this game would just shine even more. But it's a good-looking mm-hmm. game. So, and and I thought it looked good at E3, and everybody's like, "Oh, it's not going to be the kind of like this is the best Metroid's ever looked at." What are you guys talking about? And the way the mm-hmm. movement is fantastic. Like I said, I, it's just it's kind of twitchy, but it's like it's very fluid. You never feel like, "Wow, it looks like it's kind of kludgy," or she feels like she's. 800 pounds like i never liked the donkey kong uh tropical freeze games because donkey kong feels like 800 pounds and trying to do something like oh donkey kong you're killing me (laughs) but uh, it feels like a gorilla yeah it does yeah definitely um so with this game um are there any like hints or tips to maybe somebody who is not as good at this game that would benefit them to just kind of like try something out do something different a different strategy hmm it's a really good question. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of crappy advice, but keep playing it. Like, I feel like experience is the best teacher in this regard. Mm-hmm. Like, I was also, I made a tips video about about that too. And one of the things I mentioned was um, you could counter the Emmy's attacks. It's really hard, but you mm-hmm. can do it. Yeah. Um, and I said the best way to do it is by practicing because the animations for the Emmy change every time they catch you. So it's not like you're ever going to, find that perfect moment you just gotta like know when that red light's coming and i feel like that kind of goes for the game in general like like keep in mind like all the controls there are like know what they are and from what it sounds like you already do like you already know which button does what and whatnot but the best way to get better at it is to keep playing it keep um uh keep learning from your mistakes mm-hmm. um especially learning enemy and boss patterns because each boss especially the bosses have very specific and very obvious patterns that aren't e that you don't pick up on them right away. It takes some tries. And when you do, like even hard mode isn't even that hard because you'll know these patterns and you'll know how enemies move throughout the world and you'll know which weapons suit you best. And you know, spam missiles. That's <laughs> just missiles, missiles, missiles. Like like don't even be stingy with them. Just go nuts on yeah. the missiles. One uh, one tip that I can say that that's worked really well for me is don't be super obsessed with those countering moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very easy to want to do the badass counter um, for when you're fighting any kind of enemy, but there are some bosses or mini bosses that, without spoiling too much, um, some of them attack you in pairs and 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 or or are just tough and and relentless, and you like countering the emmys which you should try to counter those but for these ones um like joey said just spam the missiles just run away shift away jump do whatever you need to do and spam those missiles uh because it's it's split second timing for those animations and usually the the penalty for getting the timing wrong is a massive chunk of damage taken off of you. Sometimes you can't afford it. Sometimes you can't, but 
it's it's a lot of times it's easier to just put some distance between you and the enemy and just spam those missiles. So don't always be obsessed with the counter. Uh, do it when you're up close and you have no other option, like with the Emmys. But otherwise, um, <laughs> yeah, don't be afraid to run away for a second mm-hmm. and, and reposition. And, uh, and also, don't rush through battles. Uh, if you need to take a few minutes of just running away and finding those patterns, do that. And throw a missile here and there just to kind of keep them at bay or whatever, knock a little damage off. But like, don't be afraid to like, you don't need to finish every boss in 30 seconds. Like run away for a second, learn, uh, take your time and, and just kind of wait for your breathing to go back down of like, okay, I'm not in a boss, <laughs> you know, like you, you get that amped up breathing and heart rate and whatever, uh, for, for like, Oh, I'm in a boss battle. I'm in a boss battle. Um, but, you know, it, once, once you calm down and start learning the patterns and, and running about a little bit, uh, I find that your head can kind of be, be a little bit more clear and a little bit more like Zen state. And, and maybe that's where the rum came in. And I was able to like, like notice you numbed yourself. Without, yeah. Maybe without being uh, too in my head, I was just able to notice those patterns and like get away from it. But, uh, um, yeah, I think that like, that's really, really worked for me in a few battles. Yeah, Logan mentioned uh, the parrying, uh, if you use it and then kill them, is the, the amount of like uh, po- uh, health and muscles is much greater. So there's a benefit a to doing enemy. it. Yeah. For a oh, okay. Enemy. Yeah, I'm talking for, yeah. for specifically for boss battles for the most part. is um, Or a, a mini boss battles is the one, one that's really coming to mind. Because uh, yeah. the first few times I was really trying to parry and stuff. Uh, like I said, there's one that a couple of, of fights that they attack in pairs and, uh, and, and I was trying to parry and it was just like, this isn't working. Like, what can I do? And it was just like clicked in, like, just get away, just separate yourself and separate them and just pick away at their health just slowly over time. And I did that boss battle, I think without getting touched once, once I kind of figured that out versus like just straight up getting my ass kicked from all angles, trying to be like, time that perfect parry because there's two moves that they do that look really similar and it's 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 a pain Mm -hmm. yeah but if you can parry a boss do it because you'll you will mess like mess them up like delete half of their health like straight up yeah yeah that's the the first yeah the first boss logan was like saying hey he was watching me play the first boss and it's like you slide underneath the boss uh, you get the parry button, you do it, and he's like, yeah, just keep firing it. I'm like, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah, I'm doing a hell of a lot of damage now versus before I was, like, going up there hiding and, like, shooting. And so, yeah, yeah it, it, it's it's really, it's really, there's, I think that's cool that you can have multiple approaches. It's like your Mark and, and Joey and me and, like, hey, mm-hmm. have fun with it. And that's brings in the replayability, mm-hmm. um, you know, and the whole thing about Dread being basically you are going to be kind of, uh, not always in playing this game like you would a lot of Metroidvanias, Castlevanias, whatever you call them, where it's explore first, it's survive first. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is different, which is cool. <laughs> I love that. The fact they reinvented this franchise. This is kind of like the third franchise they kind of reinvented um, on the Switch. Yes. I hope, they, I, hope they keep, I hope they keep doing that with their franchises and rethink mm-hmm. it because this is the biggest audience the Switch Nintendo has ever had, most likely. So try stuff. Because guess what? Even if it flops, you'll sell like three million copies <laughs> yeah really the, the sales for this game have been bananas and i'm really curious to see how well it does because i really wanted to hit that three million mark because metroid prime one sold 2.82 million copies i think and that was the highest selling metroid game 
Uh, so I really hope Metroid easily breaks that record. And I feel like it could this, especially this holiday season, but with Black Friday coming up and yeah. whatnot in November. So, yeah, Metroid needs that sales boost because, my God, more of you people need to play Metroid. And it seems like so. most people have. Like yeah. the, It had a great opening in the UK because UK reports on their sales numbers right away for some reason. Still don't understand that, but they do. Um, it was even number one in Japan on the eShop which is almost unheard of for Metroid. They hate Metroid. Metroid. <laughs> they do. Yeah. It's it's nuts, right? So, yeah, there's just great sales success all around for any franchise that releases on Switch, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. That's Perfect. awesome. Um, yeah. This is right now contender for for game of the year for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that right now. So uh, I'll, save, I'll save that. We've got some heavy hitters coming out later in the year. But, uh, but for right now, it's, it's definitely, I think it's going to be making at least my top list, if not my, my absolute top. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Well, I'll be curious, Mark, to see if this is the only game you and I play the same game we play this year, <laughs> <laughs> which may make it default the game of the year for us. <laughs> but we're, go- we're um, going to play Halo, yeah, though, so that Mortals we Phoenix don't have... Rising uh, yeah. all over again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Although I love that game as well. Um, yeah, two years in a row, badass female protagonist. At least the way I played it uh, for Phoenix Rising, um, I could, I could, I could handle that. That'd be, that'd be fun. Absolutely. So, Joey, one last question. Really curious about this. Uh, does Game Explain have like a game of the year that uh, that overall, or is it individual editors that individual. pick their own? It's individual. Okay. We don't have like okay. a like a here's the Game Explain's official game of the year. We're just like here's our games of the year, and we okay, make cool. it a casual thing. Got it. Because I know that's like the big thing. Like now, the controversial is the cutoff date because Halo is like uh, December tenth, which is like late for some uh, areas mm-hmm. to actually review it. Yeah. So that'll be cool. So that's kind of nice to have yeah. it. And do you guys have like a date where you have to submit those by? Uh, no, we have a discussion uh, about it at the end of December. So pretty much any game that's come out this year is fair game. Like we don't have like a cutoff date like the Game Awards does. Right. Great. Yeah, awesome. Secret Friends does it. We don't. We aren't held back by uh, corporate overlords saying we got to have it out. So <laughs> we'll wait until whenever we want to. Mark, it might, yeah. it might even be like May, March, maybe. Hmm. No, no, we'll get <laughs> to that in, in January. But we'll we'll at least wait till the end of the calendar year, and then we'll we'll make uh, all the magic happen. So early January, yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, very cool. Yeah, so um, hopefully you guys are playing Metroid Dread. I know Sean Nias, who was on our show last week, is just dot, he's just loving the game and is telling us all about it, which is great because he hadn't played a Metroid game in a long, long time. So I know this is bringing a lot of fan base back into the franchise, so that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, a few news pieces really quick. Uh, G4 officially launches in November 2021. This is big news for me because I love G4. I love Tech TV. Then it became G4 Tech TV. Then it became G4. I love those shows. Uh, it was before YouTube even existed. This is how you got to see video games on the screen on shows you loved and people talking about video games. So I love this. So uh, what do you what do y'all think about G4 relaunching? I think it's cool. Um, so did they clarify that it's relaunching like on TV or is it just only online? So on this TV. is going to be streaming. It's going to be actually a streaming service uh, or a network. Okay. Comcast owns it. So it'll be like if you're okay. a Comcast subscriber. But I subscribe to a service called Philo, which is essentially all cable excluding sports and news. So it's mm-hmm. like it's got food network it's got um cooking channel it's got history tlc all those channels 
and it will have G4 on it. And it's like cool. 20 bucks a month. So I've got that. And there will be ways to get it as well, I believe, through other services, like through Roku, I think. I don't know how they're going to do it. But it will be a network rather than just um, how they've been doing it, which has just been on YouTube content, essentially. I see. Neat. That's interesting to see how that's going to turn out then, because as far as I know, most well, most people I know consume their content mostly just through YouTube and their gaming content. That is yeah. YouTube, Twitch, stuff like that. So, yeah, that's going to be curious to see how G4 does in that space. I assume they'll still be uploading to YouTube and Twitch uh, whenever they mm-hmm. can. So, yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah, it's an in- interesting model for sure of, you know, going back to traditional TV kind of thing. And like, you have to wonder, has the gaming community kind of moved on or are they going to center this more at like, I'll say like the more casual TV viewer that may not be on Twitch or may not be following podcasts or YouTube channels as, as religiously as, as we do. Um, it's going to be interesting. We'll, we'll see how it kind of shakes out, I guess, but it'll be interesting to see what they do and what approach they take with it. And, um, yeah, how they, how they kind of manage, uh, that, that balance of like, Hey, stop watching Twitch for a second and watch cable TV. Yeah, man. But I loved G4 too back in the day, like man, oh man, I got a lot of nostalgia for that. I just remember going to my grandparents' house because they're the ones who got, even got the channel. And I would just be sitting there like all the time, at least hoping they'll show something of what I love. Like, I hope they play that Sonic gameplay video again <laughs> or something, right? But um, I remember, man, there was like a retrospective on like um, Lucas uh, LucasArts games. And I was like, oh, I'd love to play those games sometimes. So in a sense, I have this weird nostalgia for those point-and-click LucasArts games, not because I played them, but because I remember this feature on G4 about them that I don't even know like how to find it anymore. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. G4 icons was one of my favorite. It was basically giving me the history of video games in these specials, which are awesome because there wasn't anything out there like that. Um, What I think what, what we've missed with video games is high end quality produced video game content. Yes. Watching a streamer is one thing, but watching like uh, X play and how they did their reviews, how they think. And obviously we've got like, video game sites doing that uh, game explain mm-hmm. doing high in quality with voiceovers. I mean, but a lot of that came from X play and yep. a lot of the fun things they did. So I think, I think they're going to be a happy medium. I think you can take what they did, bring it up to speed and still be complimentary to what you get with YouTube and things like that, because we got individual creators, but once again, nobody's really making like high end scripted content. A lot of people are making a script and doing things like that. But I think, but we do have some people doing that stuff, but bringing it all together, could be very cool. Um, mm-hmm. And they've already, the people behind this now, they've got Xavier Woods, who's a big wrestler, Adam Sessler's back, but they're bringing a lot of new talent as well mm-hmm. from the streaming area. So this could be really cool. And mm-hmm. I think because Comcast owns this, Comcast is one of the biggest media corporations in the world. I don't think they're just going to put this out on uh, Comcast, like the cable systems. I think this is going to go to Peacock. I think it's going to be on their other avenues that's of true. The streaming. Mm-hmm. So, and Mark, I don't know, Canada, that's always a mixed bag of how you get stuff there. Yep. So maybe it'd be on... Uh, started in Canada, right? Like that was Rogers uh, originally and then bought by Tech Comcast. TV Canada. Was that what it was? Tech TV Canada, maybe? I can't remember. Someone, yeah. someone that's so, better with Canadian TV history, maybe Ryan Turford or someone can uh, can correct yeah. me on that one. But I thought G4 started in Canada. Probably like a precursor. Well, inherited the Anti-Gravity Room, which I think was a Canada show that was video games and comic books back in the day. Well, you know, weren't a lot of like uh, G4 people like um, Canadian anyway. Wasn't Jeff Keighley on G4? Yeah. 
Uh, yes. Yeah. Tommy Tellerico right. was on, uh, well, a lot of the stuff like, uh, what was it? Tommy Tellerico and uh, Victor Lucas yeah, did a lot Victor of stuff Lucas. on tech TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot of Canadian influence there. So very yeah, cool. Victor, Luke, Victor Lucas has an amazing voice. Oh, he's Luke, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you guys need he to subscribe to him. He puts out so much, <laughs> oh, so much content every day, reviews on the run, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. would love that. Mark, pull some Canadian strings, bring Victor, Victor Lucas on the show. I'll, I'll send a couple of beavers and moose out to try to get the word out. Uh, I'll see what I can do. A couple of Tim Hortons. Yeah. Tim yeah. bits. <laughs> Just leave a trail of Tim bits. Oh, I'll send them. You know what's, so fun- you know what's funny, though? And I remember seeing this chart, most popular fast food chains in America by state. And I guess Tim, there's a Tim Hortons in Oklahoma. Random, but okay. There's your useless Oklahoma. Yeah, there's your your useless Oklahoma fact for the day, everybody. (laughs) It's 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 a rogue Tim Hortons just escaping the border and going where it can be. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then the last news story that was interesting. This kind of came out of the blue, which is the Nintendo Switch online expansion pack. Their pricing, and then we also got Animal Crossing had their direct, mm-hmm. and they also have their DLC. So a lot of this came out Friday uh, when they first announced this expansion pack. They didn't do pricing, and everybody said that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then they said, "Okay, here it is," and they announced things out of the blue. So um, I have my thoughts, but I want your thoughts first. Um, so Joey, um, you're probably getting a little bit more of a broad, a, a, a broader. Uh, I guess, filter into the world of um, this type of pricing because Game Explain does a lot of Nintendo content. So what are, mm. what are you guys hearing? Uh, well, we, we, only, we hear as much as you guys hear on this front. So is, I don't really have any like industry insider trading secrets or whatever, but I will say we do have our own separate opinions on this. Uh, I'm whenever it's heard that about that price, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like I am kind of, I am miffed because I'm willing to spend that much. I am uh, because I really want to play Nintendo 64 games on my Switch. And that Animal Crossing DLC does look really cool, even though I've fallen off of that game. Like, I kid you not, like two months after it came out. Um, I'm, I'm of two minds with this. It's just like, it's like, on one hand, if you're not, if you don't like this price, okay, don't buy it. Shut up. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. But also, I understand where you're coming from because it is still like, yeah, it's $50 a year. And like, is it 50? Yeah, it's 50, but it's 80, I believe. Uh, this is in the, United, yeah, in the United States, at least this uh, for family, it's 80. Um, so it's like, hey, find seven family members, like do it that way or seven people to share on a family plan. Right. But it's also just kind of like, I'd be more okay with this price if Switch Online, like the cloud saves worked for every game and not just like a few weird exceptions mm-hmm. as well as like give us real voice chat like I, it still boggles my mind that like they had normal voice chat on the wii u but completely ass backwards voice chat on the nintendo switch yep that's just it drives me nuts so it is kind of just like better okay so we're voice just, chat on the ds because it had on a the microphone yes 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 and we know <laughs> Bills and Voice Chat's capable on the Switch because um, games like Fortnite and yeah. Warframe, I believe, support in-game voice chat. Yep. So I don't understand what's going on here. Like, it is kind of just just harkens back to Nintendo Switch Online. It's like we all of a sudden remember now that, hey, this service ain't that great, aside from their library of classic games, which mm-hmm. which is really good. And it is the reason why, well, part of the reason I am going to buy it anyway is because it's part of my job anyway, because I got to have it anyway, right? 
and I'm sure I'm going to do it with a family plan. So we only have to spend like $10, $12 a year anyway. But yeah, it's strange. And we've seen companies, and I'm not against people uh, complaining about this online. Like I like I do have a problem with people calling others Nintendo drones or like Nintendo fanboys for like, um, and also I hate this stupid meme. It's Prince. It's, it's, you know, the famous pop singer Prince holding a sign saying, it's okay to pirate Nintendo games. You should always pirate Nintendo games. It's always morally correct. And I'm just like, okay, stop talking like that. Like, it's not always morally correct. And it's just like, like, just, it's okay to have an opinion on this matter. um, But you shouldn't crap on other people for their opinions on this. Like don't go don't go calling people Nintendo drones or Nintendo fanboys just because they're willing to spend money on this service. And also, like, don't tell people to shut up and just not pay for the service and just be quiet. Like, it is okay to voice your opinions to an, to a company. Remember when Microsoft was about to double the price of Xbox Live, and then they shut that down real quick. Mm-hmm, I admit mm-hmm. it's going to be harder for Nintendo to listen on this matter, but that's the way I see it. It's just like. It's a really mixed bag for me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of feeling the same way. And, and really, the only thing I'll add is uh, the, the price for me is it's high. It's higher than I expected. Um, mm-hmm. if, if you, you know, go talk to Dan from Retrologic. We talked to him a few weeks ago. We were talking about the price of, of going to collect some of these games that – you know that it, it, buying a few N64 carts, finding a working N64, hooking up to a modern TV, all that kind of stuff, like it's going to cost you a lot more than a subscription to this service. Uh, the the only thing I'll add is I wish there was tiers to this mm-hmm. because for someone, and I'm sure this is what Todd's going to say, so I, I apologize for stealing your thunder a bit, Todd. But mm-hmm. if you're not an Animal Crossing fan, this kind of sucks because throwing the DLC in there for someone like me or my wife or my sister or my brother or my nephew who we're all splitting on a family plan. So it's like 20 bucks a year to me anyway, uh, which I'm not super concerned about right now. Um, but it, again, it, it's still high and it's way higher than we've been paying in a family plan for the last few years. But, um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, but if you're, if you're not an animal crossing fan, then the price, the, the value proposition is like, really turned on its head that free whatever 25 30 dollar dlc is you know that that that's a good thing to throw in there and i hope Mm -hmm. as we see the year progress maybe i don't think we'll see every single nintendo dlc thrown in there but if they would throw in like oh here's a couple of extra boards for you know super mario party all-stars or whatever that one's called that's coming out or here's something like extra little bonuses to make it worthwhile because if they just stick to animal crossing todd you want to take over and talk about how jazzed you are about this whole service because like i said i'm i'm excited to play it my 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 wife my sister we're all excited so we're 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 in right like it's it's hitting our n64 childhood we're already planning out some mario kart online uh game nights that way we're all excited to get back joey you're we're similar we've we've fallen off of animal crossing for the most part but um Mm -hmm. getting back in and spending another hundred hours in all of this expansion that they've just announced sounds fun and you know if if only 10 hours is in the happy island designer or whatever the hell this expansion is called and <laughs> cool. But the, the rest of the expansion that they announced is, is free and great. Um, 
But if, if you're not jazzed about that game, then Todd, is this service doing anything for you whatsoever? Not not a it's zilch. I, I have no nostalgia for N sixty four Genesis games, so I'm like, I might want to play those, but not for the price they're offering them. I've heard there's maybe some costs because of licensing and the working with Sega. Mm. I, that could be a big deal because I mean, why would Sega be involved if they're not getting a piece of the pie, right? Mm-hmm. They don't they don't own the games, so that could be a part of licensing to get some of the games that Nintendo doesn't own could be a part of the deal to get Conquer. Or, 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 you know, uh, ukulele, no, 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 uh, yeah, or, sorry, or, sorry, not sorry. Banjo Kazooie. Banjo Kazooie, exactly. So, as, as everybody thinks that Nintendo and Microsoft are fans, they're friends to a point, but it's all about money. They're big corporations. Yep. They want to make money off of it. Uh, I don't think, uh, Banjo came to, uh, Smash for free. Let's just put it this. Let's be realistic. Uh, it's not a it's not a relationship made in in heaven. But I would say this. Um, yeah. So for me, it's not a big deal. But I would try those games if it was affordable. Like I said, I've never seen an. Uh, uh, it's not like Netflix is saying, "Well, here's Netflix Plus, and it's twice the cost of what you pay today." This is what it is. It's twice the cost. I don't know if N sixty four and Genesis games. N sixty four is going to have a smaller library than the SNES or NES. Genesis may too. Um, so you're not exactly getting getting more games, and those mm-hmm. games are now twenty five years old. I'm sorry, 25-year-old games are not, to me, that value. They are if you're a collector and things like that. But I played Super Mario 64. I didn't enjoy it, uh, playing it because it's an older game that I feel like I've got games to scratch that itch. So I know I'm not on the bandwagon with other people, but for me, it's not. But I will say this about the Animal Crossing bit. Year one, it makes financial sense, but you're renting that DLC, and every year you got to pay another whatever amount. Mm. Buy it for 25 bucks, and you own it forever. Yeah. Subscription is... is Yep. It is. You don't own that DLC okay. that goes away, Mark. If you if you year one. So okay. to me, it to me, it's not a good value whatsoever after year one. Even unless okay. you have eight people, ten bucks, whatever. So I, I think people forget that. And it's like great. Now if they told me every Nintendo DLC will be part of this, that's a different story. Yeah. Or we'll know how many games get. Nintendo's notorious for not being great about adding on things year over year. Yeah. We know how the SNES and the NES library went after a while. You get some game you've never heard of three years later because they run out of stuff or they don't make the effort. So to me, it's a mixed bag. It's it's a weird thing. Like I said, um, this would be like uh, Game Pass, Game Pass Ultimate. Game Pass is 120 bucks here. Uh, game Pass Ultimate is 360 bucks essentially. <laughs> yeah. For you know, so it's like it's just some context to this. I totally get it. Nobody has a good. Let's put it this way. The Nintendo faithful rarely ever say no to Nintendo. And so because of that, Nintendo says we can do whatever you want and you'll pay. And so that's the cost of this company, which a lot of people love. I don't love video game companies. I love the games they make because all these video game companies ultimately are out to get all the money you can get out of them. So I I just struggle with it at times that people love Nintendo, but Nintendo's like Disney. They want all of your money. They'll give you what you love, but they're not exactly in it to make you make it affordable to like you said joey um the fact that you can only have one animal crossing island per switch makes that game so f- just I, I i think that's, that's the most biggest f you financially to any family because it's essentially the next uh animal crossing copy you want is at minimum 260 bucks come on <sighs> yeah that's dumb yeah. i forgot about that Thanks for reminding yeah. me. I'm leaving. I'm mad. I'm here for you. <laughs> no, but it's 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 what you love. I I'm a big Sony fan, but they make a lot of dumb decisions and they want oh, all my money. Xbox yeah. wants you to subscribe 
and pay them $180 a year. When you've got, when you, the, those Game Pass deals run out, you're going to pay them $180 a year and maybe mm-hmm. $240 a year. Yeah. So I, I don't hold mm-hmm. video game companies as, oh, I love them. No, they're, they're getting your, they're trying to get your back yeah. until they can charge you more until you complain. But, yeah. you know, it is what it is. Remember, kids, corporations are not your friends. Exactly. Except Amazon. Amazon's your best friend. Sure. Absolutely. Free shipping. <laughs> Free shipping is worth bad, uh, bad, uh, bad warehouse conditions. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I always say this. Uh, if you've watched Futurama, the mom corporation, that is what every corporation is. They put an image out there. I work for a big corporation. I'm the same boat. Sorry. So, yep. yeah. So there we go. Um, so I, I am the bad guy because I own the Nintendo family pass for myself and several family members. So, I don't know if unless they're going to pay me more to pay for the next year, they may have to, we may have to break up the family. (laughs) Yeah, man, Mm -hmm. you got to start charging people money. That's it. Like, and that's, that's the big change for me is I've been paying myself for the family plan because I was going to get it for my, myself. I was already paying switch online when my wife got her own switch. It was like, ah, let's just do the family plan, whatever. It's like 40, 50 bucks or something like that. Canadian. Right. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and then my my nephew got a switch. I threw him on there. Uh, you know, there's like so so now it's it's at that point where it's like, okay, well, <clears throat> this is this is expensive. Let's start switching, let's start splitting this cost. So I had that discussion and everyone luckily was on board, but I was like, I'm not fronting this for everyone. Like this is this is a more expensive endeavor than just like, yeah, I can do that without thinking. This is now a hundred dollars plus tax Canadian that Oof. I'm like, no, if, if you guys want this, we can split this five, six ways. I think we got another person on board. Like I said, so, so five, I think it's like five ways at this point. Um, that I'm like, yeah, let's like, we, I don't mind spending 20 bucks a year, but like a hundred for me to provide everyone with this service is like, just not going to happen. <laughs> You know, like I was, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not that, uh, I think Ryan and, and Sean were talking about this on the Xbox drive or the, one of their, their podcasts where you see those deals that it's like, oh, it's 15 bucks. Yeah. No brainer. That's only a couple of coffees or like, you know, it's like eating out at at this place like once or whatever. Um, this wasn't, it used to be the Nintendo switch online used to be that kind of decision. And now it's not. Now it's a, oh, I got to think about this. I've got to budget this. I've got to find a way to expand my family or friends or whatever I want in this and split with someone. It's, it's, yeah. it's becoming that kind of thing. So hopefully if you have some people that like it and then, and you want it, you can find that cost or like Joey, it's, it's part of the job kind of thing and it's an expected mm-hmm. expense, but, uh, at, you know, it is, it is something that causes people to pause. So that's, that's an interesting place for Nintendo to be in where, uh, to me, it's been mindless for the last, whatever, three, four years sure. or something. Absolutely. Yeah. So I might be fired by the family when they find out <laughs> they're not getting the extra pass, but that's okay. Maybe they'll, uh, front, uh, the extra cash to keep it. That's flowing. okay. I'll find a new family. That's a, exactly. <laughs> I'll start my I, own family I, with blackjack and hookers. Another, future, <laughs> another Futurama quote. I had to, I couldn't leave you just at mom. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Oh, good time. So yeah, let us know, folks. Are you all in on this? Are you going to push back? You know, let us know what you think, because I am curious to hear if I'm the only one that's insane enough to say this is doesn't make a lot of sense. But you know what? 
I've been wrong before, and I'll be wrong again. Uh, so with all? that, oh, <laughs> uh, it's tough when your ta- when your son tells you, "Dad, you suck." Oh well, no, that <laughs> never happened. Uh, yes. Uh, so we now are going to the bonus round, which is all about Shocktober. So uh, as Mark and I had mentioned, our community. Uh, picked a game for us each to play that was scary. We put out a couple polls out there. Um, I, I picked some random games. Mark, I think you did, but all on Game Pass, essentially. So we weren't sure what we were going to get. So, Mark, uh, what game did you get? Uh, I got Alien Isolation. Um, I don't I don't have much great stuff to say about this game, to be honest. I don't like stealth games. And I found uh, this game was paced like a friggin' snail. Um, I like, I liked the aliens movies growing up. Like that was, they, they were the kind of horror movies that I liked. I've never, I've never been a big like slasher horror fan kind of thing, but like the psychological horror of being trapped on this ship in space where no one can hear you scream against this alien who you'd never know where it's going to be. And is just picking people off. And I, I love that kind of thing. And I was hoping to get that, um, in, in this game, but I wish it happened sooner. You know, mm-hmm. like there's so much exposition in this thing. I think I played it for like an hour and a half, two hours before, someone got killed by the alien and then it just left for a little bit. And I was faced off against like cranky humans for another little while. And I was just like, why just (laughs) don't do like, just like here, guess what? You're in a ship, your name's Ripley and there's an alien trying to eat you. Just give me that. And don't do two hours. Like this is longer than a movie of exposition. And like, it just, and, and I know like, because we had the time limit and I think, part of the reason was because we said, let's play a minimum of three hours. And I just kept wanting to get back to dread. So maybe I wasn't in the right mindset for this game, but the Mm -hmm. whole time I was just like this. Yeah. It's just paced so slowly. And like Metroid again, got me so into the action. So right away, just kept going and going and building and building. And this one, I just felt it was like, I don't care about you, Mr. Irishman. I don't care about what's going on with this ship. Either get me off or give me a gun and let me start opening up. It was just like, just didn't do it for me. I'm sorry, community. I I wish I liked this, but I, I didn't. Did either of you guys play this? <laughs> I've never played it before. So, Joey, you have. So I have a couple of questions about this game. Yeah. So is this set in like the actual, like, is this part of alien with uh with with the the crew we know in that movie is it a different type of crew that is also experiencing the xenomorphs yeah you're ripley's daughter and you uh you go you're trying to find um basically the black box i think is kind of like how they describe it of the the nostromo um mm-hmm. something something like that anyway there's there's a, a manifest or something like that that this this space station has from there. So you go to dock on the space station and the communications are interrupted and you go on there and there's like a bunch of shit that's gone down and nobody's like the whole thing's desolate. And there's like little pockets of people, but they're not getting along anymore. And it's basically like the apocalypse, but on a space station. So it's kind of weird. Um, and, uh, and then, yeah, shit just kind of goes down, but like that explanation happens over like an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And, um, and again, like there's just those stupid little video gamey things like you can't jump. So like there's an inch 
and a half of garbage on the ground. And you're just like, just walk <laughs> over that. And she's just like, now let's find a way around it. And it's like, just fuck. <laughs> like, just no. Um, so I don't are know. you, are you underestimating the difficulty of space garbage, Mark? I guess, I guess. Uh, so okay. anyway, jo- Joey, if you want to jump in with, cause I, you like this better than I did. Uh, yeah, but no, I totally understand where you're coming from. Cause for one, <laughs> I totally get like playing a game. But like you have another game in mind. So right. it's just like, is this game bad or am I just really fucking impatient right and now? And that's that's how I'm feeling. I don't I really don't know. Yeah, Alien Isolation is not a game you can just jump right into and like expect to have fun right away. It's mm-hmm. it is a very I never finished this game for one. Uh I've always wanted to finish it. I've started it a few times, like on different platforms. And um I get to a point and then like I when I decide to come back I forgot the story already. So now I'm like, oh well, time to start over again. Here we go. Um yeah, it's it is a slow game and it is a stealthy game. It gets very tense though when like you're you're actually trying to hide from the alien, escape mm-hmm. from the alien, xenomorph. Um and I do like the setting. I love the art style of the game in the sense that it is stylized like a future that was designed in the 70s slash 80s. Yeah, it had some very pretty bits. Some of the lighting, again, you, you mentioned lighting in Dread. Some of the lighting was fantastic, very ominous. Uh, mm-hmm. There there was one bit that like something popped and it was it, it did make you feel that kind of like, what the hell's going on here? What's going to come from whatever angle? But um, so yeah, feeling wise, they nailed the, the, the feel mm-hmm. of an alien movie for sure. Yeah, the music even sounds like it was ripped right out of the movie, but it's all original tracks. It's so it's really good. The game is really good, but it's it's a slow one. And it's also from what I've heard, it's also really long. And mm-hmm. like play like it's like twenty hours to beat. And I'm like, a stealth game that long where if you get caught you die, I'm not sure if I want to deal with that. <laughs> not for me. Yeah. Not for me. Yes. Uh, oh, sorry. No, the the last bit I will say on this is because I knew we were playing a spooky game and the community wanted to, they, they wanted to pick something that would cause me to kind of stress out. Uh, I didn't mention this on the podcast or in the community, but um, th- there's not much that does that to me. So I played PT in a dark basement at my brother-in-law's place and he expected it to scare the crap out of me. And I just kind of played it through and I was just kind of sitting there like, yeah, okay, cool. This is a, Oh, that's neat. There's a baby in the sink and it's like, screaming at me or whatever like that that was it was like weird but it wasn't like it didn't scare me um like i said stuff like the uh the dog bursting through in resident evil like that kind of like jump scare kind of gets me going a little bit but like for the most part stuff like that doesn't really get my heart rate going and i've mentioned that a few times on this episode uh because i was actually through my watch watching my heart rate playing aliens (laughs) uh or alien isolation um and it, di- it didn't really raise too much more than like my sitting resting heart rate. Um, so, so that, that, that was a good, what about sign. your resting bitch face, Mark? Yeah, that was, that was, <laughs> it was I was totally resting bitch face while playing this. Um, but that was a good sign. Cause I, I, I've then gone back and like looked at it through playing dread or playing Fortnite when it's like down to that, like final mm-hmm. two kind of thing. And you're really yeah. getting that adrenaline up. And I was like, if that can raise my heart rate, like that's what I want from a horror game. And, uh, so isolation, like, um, what do you call it? Like, uh, I, I can demonstrate, uh, through, <laughs> through heart rates that, uh, that it didn't really get anything going, but, uh, but dread has, and, uh, and I'd like to play something that, that 
it messes it. And again, maybe it was just mindset at the time, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, didn't didn't really get me going. So sorry, community. I tried. So um, so there's no combat in the game. It's really just hiding and surviving, right? Uh, there's minimal combat, but that was another thing that really pissed me off. Like I said, when the person gets killed and then you're faced off against like dumb humans again, um, there was a point where it was like, you're trying to stealthily kill these people or whatever. And I nailed one guy with a crowbar or a wrench or something that you have. And, uh, and he died and I looted his body and there was like bullets there, but he was shooting at me and I couldn't pick up his gun and shoot the other people that were again, shooting at me. And I was like, well, why let me kill these people if I can't pick up their weapons to shoot back at the other people who are clearly shooting at me and why give me ammo? And it just started to frustrate me that way. So then it was just kind of like, okay, well, I guess I'll hide for a second. And then they were like hiding outside of where I was hiding. So I had to wait for the thing to read. Do, like like all stealth games you have to wait for the ai mm-hmm. to be like oh mm-hmm. i guess that person has left now let's maneuver this way and uh so i after i did that for a few times it was just like it completely broke me from the experience of like any kind of tenseness it was just like all right let's wait for your ai loop to like restart for a second and yep, uh sure. so it was just it was one of those kind of experiences that again i was just my mindset was just like whoo i could be using this for metroid time that's three hours of metroid time i'll never get back before i talk on this episode <laughs> so that was and you know you know i gotta bring it up metroid is based on alien i know exactly <laughs> exactly was, so that's why i was kind of excited to play this i was like i i again love the movie i'm in the alien mindset with metroid um I mean, we have a character named Ripley in Metroid, and that's I mean, there's there's mm-hmm. so much there, and and well, uh, well, it's, it's Ridley, but you know, yeah, Rid- Ridley, the, right? Sorry, but, but you know, the Rid- director Ridley, of Alien the, is Ridley Scott, and Ridley Scott, and it's, it's yeah, absolutely, same, uh, um, yeah. So I, I mean, I, I wish I liked this better. I feel like you would probably, but if you already hate stealth games, that's one I thing. do not like um, stealth games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then you you probably you, you probably won't like yeah, it. Like don't. especially how how many hours have you played of it? Also, yeah, probably like three. Yeah, the game doesn't even get like really good until like five hours in. Great. So, like I said, you, like you said, <laughs> this game to go before I Mark, even start. Mark, just keep trying. Enjoying this. Yeah, keep uh, loving it. Yeah, keep loving it. I'll Mark. tell you what. Yeah, that, like you that's said, need more moves. than two shots of rum. Yep. Like I said, <laughs> this game moves at a snail's pace. It's yep. nuts. Yeah. You know, that's like asking for like a five-hour horror film. Nobody wants it. Everyone wants a tight ninety with a horror film. I don't watch any kind of five-hour film. Like, if you told me Endgame was five hours, I'd be like, no, break it up. (laughs) Like, I (laughs) freaking love Endgame. I will rewatch that movie, but like three hours, I'm like, like, no, that's my attention. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I was watching... I was watching the new James Bond the other night and it was two and two hours, 45 minutes, maybe, maybe a little Mm -hmm. less than that. But that man, that movie just went on and on and oh, yeah, just like, oh, oh, yeah, my God, find an ending. But I do have to ask you, Mark, did you ever play Aliens Fireteam Elite? If you're you're a big fan of Aliens? I don't think I played that one. No. Yeah, that just came out a couple months ago, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So I heard it was all right. Definitely didn't. I mean, yeah. it's like a, it's like a, it's like a four um, player co-op shooter. So okay. I can get into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I'll yeah. play when it's yeah. on, if it ever comes yeah. on game pass, but yeah. I imagine it will. I heard it's not doing very well. So yeah, that's a yeah. left for dead with aliens. Why not? Oh, it was I also, mean, a, yes, it was that. also a mid budget sure. game. So you got to yeah. set expectations accordingly for that. Yeah. So yeah. Um, Todd, yeah. you've been playing some dead space. Oh, I think, I hope you had a better, I think we let, should let Joey go first. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. 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 So I, the game that's real that I'm really playing right now is one 
that I've always wanted to finish, but I haven't. And I aim to finish it just because uh, I hear the sequel is much better. It's one of those games I'm playing just because I hear the sequel is much better and I can't start with the sequel um, is The Evil Within. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. Me too. Yeah, I, I heard the sequel is just so much better. And so I'm like, well, I started this game when it came out. I need to finish it, right? Uh, so I got it on Game Pass. I would play it on PC, but the PC is an un- un- unoptimized mess. So I just stuck with the Xbox version, which is like that game is it's a love-hate relationship with that game. Like, like I love the tone of it. It's very uh, creepy. It's very unsettling because uh, you're basically inside this, this fucked up person's head um, the whole time. And uh yeah it is very much kind of like a halloween game for me and especially since that was like when i was doing stuff on my channel that was like a halloween special video i did so there is kind of like a nostalgia thing uh for me there but but yeah i love the setting i love the i love the gameplay elements of having to upgrade your character become more powerful over time that sort of deal but like the controls are very frustrating at times. Like it's a very slippery game. I feel mm. like um, I re- this is why I really wanted to play it on PC for that frame rate, but it's just super unoptimized on my PC. So I had to settle with the Xbox version. So yeah, I'm on like chapter 11 out of 17. So hopefully I'll finish that soon. But uh, yeah, I just heard the sequel is much better. I'm playing it for the sequel. <laughs> Now, I'll have to hear from you, Joey, because I played a little bit of The Evil Within 1. I remember okay. I was I would just remember sitting underneath a lot of beds waiting for the, the, the thing to get out of your way. And I'm like, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Oh, maybe I can go now and something better. I'm, I'm, I suck at horror, uh, stealth games, too. Mm-hmm. So I'd be curious to see if the second game is is yeah. a departure or if it's better and maybe i'll just skip and watch like a youtube what happened so i'll be curious to see what yeah. you say you might have i feel i'm feeling you might have to and i feel like i should have done that to begin with but it was just one of those games i know i started it i know i gotta finish it also it's not a stealth game i will say that it's the first level is stealth because uh, yeah. you don't you're unequipped to fight this thing but then later on it's there's stealth elements you can sneak up behind enemies but stealth is not as required at all i mean it's from the creator of resident evil so resident evil 4 it's sort of like in that same ballpark um but yeah it's it's good i wouldn't say it's amazing but it's it's a good one cool okay mm-hmm. oh did you have another game too joey i guess i did yeah i didn't know if we were wondering it again <sighs> sure all right i was just sitting there waiting for you like yeah Yep. So, what's your game, Todd? <laughs> uh, but um, I've also been playing Alan Wake Remastered. Ooh, what a game that is! My goodness, I've um, since I already played that game last year—not the remaster, of course, but the original. I played it recently. I'm kind of just like, okay, well, I've already played this before. I'm going to put that to the side for a minute and finish the Evil Within. Um, but I'm really loving Alan Wake Remastered. It's it's essentially the same game as Alan Wake, but higher resolution, higher frame rates. Um, the character models have been redone. Um, the visuals have been touched up. But it's it's one of those situations where you won't know the difference until you see a side by side. Like then you really see, oh wow, they really just they really did re- redo this thing. Like they gave it a facelift because the textures are way better, the foliage is way better, and because you're going to be in a forest a lot in this game, right? Um, I wouldn't say the game's super scary, but I play it for the story 
And the story is just one of the best things about it. The characters are really fun. They're kind of two-dimensional at times. The The writing's a little hokey, but it kind of is like hokey on purpose, you know? Because mm. it's very much like a pulp-style um, horror um, movie-type game. A horror movie, horror novel, since it's about Alan Wake, who's an author. And his writings uh, come to life in front of him, basically. The story is a lot more complicated than that, but... I just remember playing that game in 2010 when it originally came out and just falling in love with it. I didn't think I was going to fall in love with it. I was just like, oh, I'll read this game and then I'll see if I like it. Then I wound up loving it and I'm still waiting for the sequel to this day. And the fact that, well, you know, Control is kind of a sequel to Alan Wake because they're set in the same universe, but that's a story of another time. Uh, but now that remastered's out, hopefully that means they're working on Alan Wake 2 finally. Gauging please? some interest maybe, yeah. Yep. Exciting. It's so good. Like if you haven't if you haven't played Alan Wake, the remaster version is the way to go because it's thirty bucks. That's a reasonably priced remaster, mm-hmm. and they do a lot of good quality of life like sort of things. It's way better to play games at sixty frames per second. In case you didn't know, not to be a snob or anything, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, you can get like you can get the three sixty version on Xbox for like ten bucks. But yeah. at this point, I've seen comparison. Just treat yourself. Just enjoy yes. it. Uh, they didn't really change the gameplay from what I understand that much at all. Mm-hmm. Cameras yeah. are probably the same, but the visuals, they removed some of the sponsorship with Duracell, which I thought was funny back <laughs> in so the day. Weird. Yeah. Verizon, like there's a scene where he literally whips out his phone and it's just a whole shot of like Verizon on his phone. I was just like, oh, okay, cheeky, but okay. Weird. Yeah, remember when cell phone companies used to like put their like brand on your phone? <sighs> Thank goodness they don't do that anymore. I don't think they do. Checking to make sure that mine doesn't. Yeah, I was gonna say, no, no <laughs> T-Mobile on my phone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome to hear because I, I'm like, oh, it was one of my favorite franchises on the Xbox 360. I love Control, but I'm like, I got to hold back because I still have to play the uh, uh, the uh, Control DLC, which I heard is yeah. fantastic, and it does bring in the Alan Wake stuff, which is cool. Oh, it's so good. I love it. I love Alan Wake. So good. Okay. Well, yeah, check that out, guys, especially if you like Stephen King's The Dark Half. This is mm-hmm. like the spiritual successor video game for that. So very cool. Toon Peaks, Stephen King game. So awesome, Joy. I'm glad you like that. That's that's mm-hmm. awesome mm-hmm. to hear. Um, yeah, for me, yeah, my pick was Dead Space 2. I mm-hmm. loved Dead Space 1. And for some reason, I don't know what happened. Life changed. I never played Dead Space 2 don't know why but i played i tried dead space 3 which i'm like "Mm, this doesn't feel right so (laughs) dead space 2 i'm playing on 360 i could play it on pc through game pass as well but i decided you know i'll just play it on i don't know if there's like uh cross saves or anything there i'm not sure so i'm kind of dedicated to the 360 or to the xbox uh one s or sorry series s and wow this game holds up surprisingly well the controls the visuals, the audio, it just seems like a game that could use a couple of visual polishes, but man, it still looks good, and it's still creepy. I was wearing the Xbox uh, new wireless headset, and the sound was very impressive, like creepy, like weird in my ears. Um, the stereo sound really creeped me out, but this is, if nobody's played Dead Space, essentially it's like, um, what's that movie with Lawrence Fishburne? where Sam Neill goes crazy. Oh, oh, Event Horizon. Yeah, this is like Event Horizon, the video game, where just hell breaks loose, a tower's brought in, it basically opens up uh, basically all this insanity where uh, these creatures come through, they infect people, so you're basically 
killing aliens. Sorry, guys. I guess I, I threw aliens under the bus in my pick. I like <laughs> killing these aliens quite a bit, but it's creepy. It's very much like it's like the undead in space. It's wonderful. Um, and I loved how the first game could have been the end of the series and it'd be like, that's great. One of the best standalone games ever. But they made a, a sequel and I'm really enjoying it. They take what you liked in the first game. They're adding on to it. And it's creepy. Uh, and what really made the game creepy, just like the Resident Evil games at times, was managing your inventory. If you start running out of stuff, you really are defenseless. There's not much you can do. You can maybe try to hit, try to run, but you're not very fast. Um, you have an upgrade path, but if you make the wrong decisions in your upgrade path, you kind of screw yourself. And I think that's where I'm getting to the point now where it's like, man, my ammo is going a lot faster than I wish it would. Um, you have a stasis effect, which is really cool, where you freeze people. And then you also have a almost like a, call it gravity gun or whatever, where you can reach out and grab things and then shoot them out. It's, I, I don't know if it's a gravity control. Such mm-hmm. a cool mechanic. And then they bring in like uh, free floating, like where gr- there's no gravity. So you can float around in the environment and have some combat there. Um, they've got it points where you go into a vacuum in space and you have you you run out of oxygen just so many cool mechanics and this game does get freaky i mean little babies running around guys come on mark mark if you tell me little babies don't scare you (laughs) come on come on mark nope i'm too big boy there's nothing wrong with the babies they're just little babies crawling around in the game (laughs) and just killing you yeah there's nothing creepy at all no no not at all yeah. Um, so I was <laughs> pleasantly surprised by this game. Uh, Mark, I wish you could have played it. I'm not sure if you have a history of Dead Space, but um, Dead Space 2 is really, really good um, so far. I'm really enjoying it. Check it out. Yeah, it's it's not it's I mean, I like those type of games, so they don't scare me, scare me. But it is that jump scare every once in a while where they come out. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, crap, what's going on? And I will say what scares you the death scenes in this game kind of reminds me before Tomb Raider did it. Like I'm about to get, like I've got to shut down this um, barrier to close out the vacuum because I'm getting sucked in. And if you do it too late, chop right in half limbs. And it's like different various death scenes. I've died three times, three different ways in the same scene where I'm like, they did three different death animations. That's amazing. (laughs) But it's horrific too. (laughs) I haven't played Dead Space in a long time. I I played the first one on PS3, like maybe 2012, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was thinking, man, that game was visually impressive. Like it was visually stunning, which was kind of why I was like, does 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 it need a remaster? Does it need a remake? But it does. It, it does. It, yeah. it does because also just for accessibility, of course, people want to play on the newest hardware they can. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna have to revisit um, Dead Space one and two because I finished one long time ago, but I never finished two. Um, yeah, I have them both on Steam, so I'm definitely have to do that. But I actually tried playing Dead Space on Steam recently, and for some reason, the mouse and the keyboard controls were kind of cool. funky. So I might just have to plug in a controller for that. Which hey, I'm fine doing. So I'll do anything for that 60 frames per second, you know? Yeah, and I think the problem because I have a Series S versus a series x i think i don't get the enhancements that were done with 360 games like the xbox one x did so i don't know but it still looked pretty good in my my, yeah i mean i don't know if every xbox game got those enhancements i don't know if dead space was one of them so yeah that's good yeah um but i the other thing i want to call it the way they use like minimal uh your your ui in the game like the fact that your health and your stasis and everything there is basically on your backpack 
which is so cool. It's so informative, very neat. I love the way that you tell your way, the, the way pathing, which you just click the one button and it shows you where to go with like this cool, like visual cue. It's so neat. I, I just really think cool. I'm so glad this is serious is coming back. Yeah, me too. Yeah, Absolutely. I need to get into that. So I put out, speaking of babies, my little guy's uh, freaking out upstairs. So I'm, I'm you heard what to, Todd uh, said about babies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Uh, that comes from Ray Mark. Um, so I do want to mention a couple of things. Uh, of so, so Todd, you, you liked your game. I didn't like mine, but I put out to their community uh, what games they like playing around Halloween. So I want to read a couple of these right now. So famous Seamus. I uh, got back with, I haven't started yet doing due to work life stuff, but I plan on playing Resident Evil Village, uh, Visage, Visage, that just came out on Visage, game Pass, uh, yep. Visage. and uh, Back for Blood for Halloween. Uh, Alan Updog at JP Dog Zone on Twitter. Uh, that's a friend of yours, Joey, you said. Uh, yeah. yeah. So he said, Alan Wake is calling me. So another uh, Alan Wake fan, mm-hmm. at least until Resident Evil 4 VR comes out. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a, just a couple of, of quick responses, but uh, that did lead me into, I think, the last question I have for you guys. What's your favorite game to play for Halloween? It's a good question. I never really had like a traditional Halloween game. Like I usually play weird ones like that aren't really Halloween themed, but like like when I was talking about the Arkham Origins, Arkham Asylum, those kind of games, I was kind of like, yeah, those have kind of become like a semi-annual thing I do. But uh, I would love for Luigi's Mansion Three to be that Halloween game because when I think of Halloween, I don't really, I do think about horror, yes, like scare, actual scary stuff that like crap your pants type deal. But then when, but I also think of the the whimsical side of Halloween. Like some of my favorite Halloween movies are like Hocus Pocus, Adam's family nightmare before Christmas, like the family friendly stuff. And that's kind of the itch that Luigi's mansion three scratches. And Luigi's mansion three is the best Luigi's mansion game. And you can't tell me otherwise. Like there's, there shouldn't even be a debate. (laughs) And uh, although I haven't played dark moon, but I'm pretty sure everyone who's played dark moon agrees that three is the best one. Anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, very quickly, um, I know we've got to wrap this up. Uh, I would say I love Pumpkin Jack. It's a new game, but it's so much fun. Uh, I don't know. Joey, have you played that game? No, I've been meaning to, actually. So thanks for reminding me. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I think it's on all the consoles now. Um, yeah. It just It's your basically, it's like medieval or that type of game that is actually good now with the camera control, the the combat, just the, the aesthetic. And it just feels like a, feels like if... I want a Nightmare Before Christmas game in that engine because mm-hmm. I played some Nightmare Before Christmas games back in the day, and I'm like, they just don't hold up, but I mean, that would be perfect for it. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to mean to play Pumpkin Jack because it looks like a really fun platformer type. It's kind of a platformer, right? Oh, yeah. It's a 3D platformer with uh, combat elements. It's wonderful. You've got upgrades. You're, you can change your costumes and things like that. It's really fun. Uh, and I think it's maybe 20, 30 bucks. So it was some nice. game I loved last year, and it's it's available now for everybody. So um, I know yeah. they released a next... I don't know if they released it, but they are releasing a next-gen update for it. So that's exciting. Yeah, it doesn't commit the... It did not commit the cardinal sin of a Halloween game launching on October 31st, like Luigi's Mansion. Come on, Oh, my Luigi. God. What was... Why would you... Oh, that pissed me off. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've got to finish Luigi's Mansion, too, but I love that game, too. So, Mark, do you have one? 
Uh, Luigi's Mansion and Pumpkin Jack were on my list for sure. Sorry, I can't talk too much. The little guy's trying to calm down. But, uh, if anyone's watching the video, they see a very tired baby right now. But uh, they're, they're so two of mine. I agree with what you guys were saying. <laughs> well, with that, we should wrap up the podcast. Joey, I want to say thank you for joining. This was a pleasure. Uh, so glad you could join us. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. It was definitely fun talking about spooky games and Halloween games. Absolutely. So before you leave, tell people where they can reach you and see your, all your cool stuff you do on the internet webs. Well, you can reach me at the cell number 555. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Ferris Wheel Pro, and you can find my video works at Game Explain, youtube.com slash Game Explain. I come out with um news features a lot more than anything because you know we got to cover the news on game explain but i've been working on some features especially um some metroid content i've worked on a lot uh these past few months so definitely check those videos out if you're at all into metroid and or metroid dread and um maybe i'll work on a pumpkin jack feature i'm not sure because i really want to find an excuse to play that game for work you know <laughs> oh that'd be fantastic i hope you do i i can't remember if it's on switch or not but definitely it is if it's it totally is, it. oh yep. oh definitely <laughs> come on andre let him play pumpkin jack yes all right all right well uh mark had to go take care of his little rug rat but with that we're gonna say thank you joey thank you mark and remember everyone it's always better to game together This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at SecretFriendsU on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.